This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. This week, Valve announces a new handheld PC gaming console. We also talk about what to expect and what not to expect from Marvel Avengers Wakanda expansion. Streets of Rage 4, Mr. Nightmare X DLC debuts with some problems. And in our final stage, I review Monster Hunter Stories Wings of Ruin for the Nintendo Switch. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Top Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another game filled episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah having a great week as i am celebrating the 10th anniversary of viewfinders identity search and designs website and i've been doing graphic design and multimedia development you know way before that but i officially claim it on uh, july 14th of 2011 as i really established myself what creating my own website and really put myself out there like that. And uh, since then, I have just been through a journey that has been nothing short of awesome. Um, you know, had bumps on the road and all that stuff, but you know, it was worth it. You got to embrace it. You got to expect it. And once you do, you conquer it, you know? So I am very happy. I'm very grateful for everybody I've ever worked with, whether, you know, whether it's their own small business, whether it's their, in the entertainment world, thank you. Just thank you. Even the crooks that I had to deal with in the past. Thank you, because I had to learn from you as well. So, you know, uh, I did a video talking about that. I'm in my office here. And, you know, if you ever want to see what my office looks like, it's in the video. So if you go to VFISAD.com and go on there, you could go and click on the tab that says 10th and um, 10 year anniversary. And the videos on there, you get to see me. You get to see the office where I do the show on and I did the multiverse on um, and you get to see some really cool, you know, items and stuff like, you know, really cool figures and stuff I got from San Diego Comic-Con and everything. And, you know, this this is my sanctum. <laughs> this is my studio. This is my office. You know, this is where I make everything happen here. So for 10 years, I've been making this happen and I am more than happy to keep going and keep it growing. So with that said, we got some really interesting news coming in, some game changing news coming in in the world of gaming. This is something that, again, I'm surprised this was not shown at E3, which really boggles me about what's going on with E3 and the status of that 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 event. Because Valve, you guys know who creates, you know, Steam and, you know, uh, you know, they have their own, you know, gaming devices, gaming, um, you know, service and network on on PC and all that. 
they just announced what could be a game changer in in the world of handheld gaming. Valve hopes to get into the handheld market while getting gamers a chance to play PC games on the go. The new console, known as Steam Deck, uh, will be capable to play full PC games in the palm of your hands. And if you go on IGN, you can see videos as they got a chance to, you know, do some um, early handheld um, hands-on with it. Um, it's still in the early stages, but it's in full capability and playability right now. Uh, which is still in test phase. They, the final version has not come out yet, but you know, it's on the process of coming out and very soon. The handheld will be running a modified version of the Steam OS, which uh, will have a more user-friendly interact uh, interface for navigating through the Steam's library and store and uh, store as well. The console will also allow you to connect to arcade sticks and controllers. I mean, there's a lot to this thing. I mean, it's really a lot to this. Um, you The OS also can be interchangeable, apparently. Like if you don't like the Steam OS, you can put Windows in there if you want. This is not a just a game console. This is an act. They claim this to be a PC system with controllers attached to it pretty much because you go virtually do it's its own PC in itself. Like you can, you could do almost everything that you can normally do with a PC in here. And it's quite amazing. Uh, not only that, some of the games shown on there, which, you know, if there's from the Steam library, Steam has a lot of games that you will play on the PS4 and PS5, Xbox uh, Series XS and 360. So it's some heavyweight, AAA heavyweights in there. Um, Portal 2, EA Star Wars Jedi Fallen, um, Death Stranding. I saw the Guilty Gear Strive in there. I saw Tekken 7 in there. Like, you'll be able to play these games fluidly in this handheld. The button layout is interesting too, as um, the front of the console uh, has some of the same setups as the Nintendo Switch, but supersedes it with four rear buttons in the back of the console that kind of mimics the Xbox Pro controller setup. The traditional buttons consisting of the D-pad, analog sticks, and um, four button layout, the which is the YBXA, again, mimicking the Xbox layout, are aligned symmetrically at the top left and right of the handheld. Valve has also put, provided a two-track uh, pad uh, system, which is why everything's so symmetrical. So you got the you got the D-pad and the analog stick on the top left. You got the four buttons and analog stick on the top right, and they're symmetrical to each other. And then it, there's these two track pads that play like mouse pads, pretty much, for games that may not work with traditional control schemes. So and, it, and apparently it is it works fluidly from what I saw in the footage from IGN. So this is this is really really interesting. Um, not only that, uh, they do have headphone earphone jack volume buttons. Um, the thing that was not mentioned, of course, little things that I always you know care about. Whether the new model will have Bluetooth capabilities to allow wireless earbuds to connect. Same situation I was talking about last week with. Nintendo uh, with the new Nintendo Switch OLED. Uh, the screen 
also speaking of OLED, will be a seven inch LCD screen that will allow 20, uh, 1280 by 800 resolution and will touch and will be touch enabled much like the switch as well. So this will play 720 games, games on in, in, in uh, 720 uh, pixel high uh, aspect ratio. So that that's the one thing that's interesting because if they can do it, then I'm wondering why. And it could be just that the processing power of what they're providing here, uh, which is really interesting because the Nintendo Switch can play some games that are played on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 to some extent. Um, we haven't seen any news about Get to Gear Strive coming on the, on the uh, Switch yet, but we are getting some games that are being played from the PlayStation 4 or such like that. So this is, it's uh, interesting. It is, is very interesting. Screen, the um, dimensions of the handheld looks right about the same height and width as the Switch, but I was said to be just a little bit bigger uh, than the Switch. Uh, doesn't look extremely big, just about the same. Like for instance, it looks like if you if you guys went on to talktimelive.com and saw my review of the Hori um, controllers that I have, which kind of expands the width of the of the Nintendo Switch, it kind of looks like that. So I don't think it's that big to that extent, but it, it looks very heavy duty. It looks um, really compatible. I, I, I this is just awesome. Um. It looks like also that the, the like there will not be any cartridge hardware base either. This looks like to be totally digitally downloadable. Like this is going to be a total like downloadable system. So there may be some people who may not be down with that, but you know the PC generation should be down with that because I don't believe there is any disc or hardware disc for that. Like everything's pretty much downloadable. You need to just have a terabyte hard drive to get all some of the stuff that you want to get in there. So, I mean, to that extent, there's that. Uh, the Steam Deck will come with three uh, three price set based on the uh, amount of storage that you want. So they have the first one, which is a 64 gig for $399. The second one is 256 gigs for uh, $529. And the third one is a 512 gig, which is half a terabyte for 649. All of them will have the same power as the next one. There's nothing different. It's just about storage space. So it looks like what I think they did really smart here is they waited till Nintendo came out with their news because I believe the 64 gig matches that of the OLED that will be coming out in November, uh, which is close to the holiday season as well. So you got that 64 gig coming out for around about the same price as the Nintendo Switch uh, OLED, but then you have two other ones. So the way I look at these price ranges, I look at this in the same way that I look at the iPads. My uh, The iPad, my iPad, which I believe has around a little bit, probably a little bit more. I don't know if I have, I, I, gotta, I gotta remember if I have 256 gigs or 512 on my newest iPad, um, but, I paid more for my iPad than I did this, any of these prices. Like the prices for this doesn't compare to what I paid for with this new iPad that I got. So, and I think I got about 
roughly 256 gigs or 512. I forgot. It's been a while. <laughs> I never really used all of it to an extent. I, I use it for graphic purposes, but um, is it, this is interesting. The Steam Deck will allow you to also use micro SD cards to expand on the memory. So hopefully we will see terabyte cards come out for a much cheaper, more reasonable price here. So I would I would love to see. I think by next year we should be seeing cheaper terabyte SD cards coming out soon. Those things are way too expensive and I'm a little bit wary about going on Amazon to buy a scan disc one at this time. Like for that amount, because sometimes I, I I got burnt one time on Amazon for getting a uh, SD card and it wasn't a scan disc. It was somebody else. But as, at the moment, I only trust scan, di scan disc. I just need that terabyte to be real because <laughs> uh, I was planning to get a terabyte for the for the Nintendo Switch. But I don't know. I might have to wait on this because of this new situation. No new release. No new release date has been announced yet but they are talking about having this out by the holiday season this year so that's going to play a factor are they will they be able to like um like i said there's already a hand a hands-on video out on uh ign they seemed to, the uh the person who was handling it seemed to like it he said there were a few tad bit issues with the trigger buttons that he would uh did he would like to see change and uh, just minor just minor tweaks that he would like to see changed but this is not the final version so they still got enough time to do it it's july now they got like a few months away before they start doing you know uh, mass producing these things and making sure that they are you know on the set while this handheld is definitely going to be more powerful and expensive than the nintendo switch this doesn't mean that it will beat nintendo in handheld sales if you guys remember for years, Nintendo has competed against many competing uh, competing handhelds from Sega Game Gear, the Neo Geo Pocket, Atari Lynx, and the one that should have beaten Nintendo, in my opinion, is the PSP and the PS Vita from PlayStation. The only reason why PlayStation failed to beat Nintendo is the lack of quality. It's not from the lack of quality, I should say, because they're everything about the PSP and the PS Vita was more powerful than the than with uh the PS uh than, than with the Nintendo 3DS, the DS, the Game Boy Advance, all that. That the PSP and the PS Vita was very powerful, especially the Vita because they've started playing uh PlayStation 3 quality games in palm of your hands. Rest in peace to those two consoles that I'm looking at, those handheld consoles that I'm looking at. I've still got my PSP Go in, in the closet over there too. I'm not getting rid of those, even if they don't work. They're, they're classics. But they produced so many good games at the time that like, it, it was just it was just amazing that they didn't promote these things as good as they should have. And PlayStation has a history of coming out with third-party consoles and not going full force on them in terms of promotion and marketing. And some of the games that are on there are worth talking about. Meanwhile, I would look at Nintendo commercials and advertisements, even at the very end of the 3DS, they were still pushing that hard, even though the Switch, during the first year of the Switch, they were still pushing 
their 3DS handheld as they slowly transition onto the Nintendo Switch. And then he, then they came out with the, um, the light. Nintendo has always supported every system that they create and, and, and sold it properly. They are the best in terms of marketing. All PlayStation had to do was market the hell out of this system. They It felt like they just had no confidence in this system, even though this system provided better graphics, better processing speed, better game um, selections. I mean, the PSP and the PS uh, Vita was just awesome. And they just never, it never sold. At least not in the US, not as much as it should have. They also did the same thing for the VR. They also did the same. I mean, it's the same thing. I knew when the VR, I knew when PSVR came out and I'm like, they're charging the same price for this VR unit as they would a PS3 or a PS4. There's no way in hell I'm going to invest in that because I know they have a history of not falling suit and promoting and continuing to promote and support their third parties. And damn it, I was right because that damn system did nothing. I, nobody's going to convince me that VR is going to be a, a thing. They tried so many years to make VR a good form of gaming. It has not been. That's Let's just drop that. And I knew that PlayStation was going to do it. So in hindsight of this, I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen with this. This has every bit. I mean, a lot of with this, this game takes fragments of the of the nintendo switch and the psp because i forgot to mention this that you will you will have the ability to basically play it on a pc play your games on a pc and when you need to jump and run and go or travel you can all your saved cloud based information will go directly into it and then you can also use the the um valves um the steam deck as a pc and connect it to your in your monitor and use it as a pc so i mean this has every chance and ability to beat nintendo it's all in how they advertise it is all on who supports it and they it's hooked to steam so they gotta support it this is probably the biggest this has got to be the biggest form of push and promotion that i've seen steam have like i've never seen a steam commercial in my life steam has always been a hardcore you know gaming uh you know uh form of gaming i should say they, i've never seen a commercial for valve i've never seen a commercial for um for steam and they steam's library has some games that are not even on both of those like i've been wanting to get fire pro wrestling for the play for the uh nintendo switch for god knows how long they have fire pro wrestling that means i can play fire pro wrestling on the nintendo uh, i mean i'm sorry on the steam deck if i wanted to like i am really excited about that um or any other games that they have they got fighting games that are not even on the deal like my only uh, my other my only other concern also is because this is a pc based handheld that you're allowed to take liberties with this now granted there's some good and some bad about taking liberties with the pc one i'm worried about security and hacking 
but at the same time there's also the modding the you know the game modding that they will allow too so you get to play game mods on a go now that's a plus because I, I i'm not a pc gamer i don't like sitting on my desk no no disrespect to the pc gaming the master race community all right a little bit of disrespect because calling yourself the master race of anything it's just so dorky but i digress the 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 idea of being able to play modded versions of these games on a on the go that's pretty awesome and I, that's the one thing i did love about the pc gaming community is that they take these beautiful liberties and start modding up these things i've seen some crazy crazy mods like scooby-doo and shaggy on dragon ball fighters um i, I can't even stress to see what you like what it, what you see on um grand theft auto i watch videos of grand theft auto a lot and i've seen some crazy things going on there because people mod these things up it's it's hilarious but if you're able to play that on the go and do that then that's awesome but i'm just a little bit worried about the security aspect and you know whether we'll be hacked in will we need like norton's in order to play you know to make sure of this and how much is that going to cost in hindsight you know stuff like that i'm a little bit worried about that see how that goes but as far as i'm concerned like this at the time at this time is going to be strictly for the hardcore gaming community ergo me <laughs> um will i play will i get the most expensive one probably not because if they have if i get a 64 gig and that, that's another thing too um they got games like death stranding on there and stuff like that and in tekken i do recall tekken being 30 gigs in Death Stranding probably being in the course of 20 or 30 gigs. I don't know if they're going to compress that down. That's going to be another thing. That's going to be another issue because even if you get a SD card, the problem is, will it suffice to the amount of, you know, games that you'll be able to play, uh, the data that you're going to have to download. That's going to be an interesting, how, how big is that? How, fastest download speed too because you gotta gain like i said tekken is in a course of maybe like 20 to 30 gigs big how long is it going to take to download on a handheld um apparently everything plays smoothly so it may actually be good with the processing um i mean there's just so many other questions to ask here it's not all complete but it looks to be really good but i'm a little bit worried because what i love what nintendo does is sometimes that a lot of their great some of the best games that they have are probably only like two to four gigs big that's it like they compress a lot of great stuff like what game astral change that's it astral change look like it should be like a 20 gig game i think that thing's only less than 10 or even five gigs big and it it, it has a huge amount breath of the wild is not that big um, you know, you got games from Nintendo that look like they are high quality games, but they do not handle, you know, they, they are very well compressed in terms of, um, memory capacity. So how are they going to be able to answer the question of how much storage will they have? Will 64 gigs be enough? Cause that could be two games that you're downloading for a handheld system that you only pay 400 bucks for. Meanwhile, the, the Nintendo Switch and the OLED will have a 64 gig internal storage. The great part about that is that a lot of your games from Nintendo 
will be able to be stored in there and, comp and all compact in. And that's one thing that I loved about Nintendo. They compressed a lot of the games. They still have great graphics and quality and color and, and saturation and colors and all that stuff and vibrance. Everything that you want. Some games are from games that are, are like from others that are also played in other systems and is able to play on the Nintendo fluidly. You got to ask about that. You got to wonder about that. Those are some of the things you're going to have to figure out. Is it going to be worth it? Like if I'm, are they, does this mean I have to buy a 512 in order to play store, you know, really heavy AAA games in there? Like I'm sure, pretty sure I got um, Jedi Fallen Order. I'm pretty sure that that game was at least like 20, 30 gigs itself. Even if it's 16 gigs, that may still be a situation. So you got 60, you got 60 gigs alone and then 64 gigs. Hello, 64 gigs, 256, 512. You still got to factor in the aspect of the core OS taking some of that memory. So it's not exactly 64 gigs. They may have to take four to five gigs away from you. That leaves you with only a few gigs of memory to store in. And if you got a 30, if you got a 30 gig game, you gotta, man, you gotta, you gotta question that. So will it be worth it from a storage capacity? I mean, I mean, that time will tell. It just depends on how big these games are and how much, like you, 64 gigs seem like a lot, but when you're trying to pack in a full game experience, even if it goes down to 720, it's still a lot of gaming, especially if it's an open world gaming experience. You damn right they're going to take a lot of gaming from you. So you're going to, in a lot of cases, even if you get the 512 gig, you're still eventually going to have to buy a SD card and a big one. <laughs> and it's going to have to be a terabyte. And that's why I'm hoping that the terabyte cards will be cheaper by the time holiday season come. So we'll see. But I am excited, but I'm not totally convinced as to whether this will be the Nintendo killer because nobody has been able to be uh, kill Nintendo yet. And will it will it be like a will this be the new will this rather get the Dreamcast award for best cult classic gaming console or will this get the Zune award for a device that nobody ever you know got onto? It just depends. We'll see how they advertise it, we'll see how they market it. And you guys by the why it concerns me about the marketing and promotion because I am a multimedia developer who works and focuses on promotion and, and such like that in marketing and, and reaching out to the target audience. So if they reach out to the target audience and really start bringing out these commercials and ads and stuff and really pushing it and investing in that, I think they may have a chance to convince people to say, check out this product. Look, this has more power or whatever. And then it also depends on the reviews and everything as well and how they and how they look at it and whether buying you know spending investing that much money for your gaming you know pleasure is worth it so those are a lot of things that we have to think about and you got to also consider yourself not as just a gamer not as a game fan not a part of the gaming community you have to think of yourself as a consumer as i mean we're gamers but we're also adults and we're also adults with critical thinking or should have critical thinking. So you can't just openly jump in like the people who um, who brought the uh, Google Stadia. Because <laughs> those, I'm sorry, but whoever brought the Google Stadia when it first came out, you guys got monorailed 
like the Simpsons monorail. <laughs> okay. Um, that was not, that, that definitely got the Zune award right there. There, it was no way that there, no, <laughs> if you listen to me during the E3 conference, uh, a couple years ago when they first premiered that one, I told you that was going to be a flop. There's it, only a, whore, a, a core audience of, I'm sorry, idiots who got that one. I'm sorry. Um, this one, I don't think is as nowhere near as bad as the stadium but there's going to be still some questions going on. So you got to think from a consumer standpoint, don't just jump on thinking that this is the hottest thing you got to ask. You got to start asking a lot of questions in terms of what this thing can provide for the money that they're um, asking for. You know, your money is valuable here. So always remember that always don't just jump at it because it does this, 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 and this, but at what cost always question that. So, all right. Moving on to Marvel news, Marvel Avengers. Um, I've been loving that game quite a bit lately. Uh, no lie. I have, you know, it's a far cry from the days where they come out. I, somebody on social media was like, I don't understand why people give this game such flack. I agree. They shouldn't give it flack now, but you sound like somebody who has not played the game day one. Because if you played the game day one, then you will know the hell that gamers went through playing that game and those this is one of the games that really started the outcry of um of gamers and consumers you know faulting game companies like square um not square enix but as much as more crystal dynamics because they were the one they were the developers of the game and square enix was more like the publisher of it but it was like companies like that and then you didn't it was the cyberpunk 2077 that really gonna because of its association with Keanu Reeves and Warner Brothers. Um, but it went through a lot of hell because this it was just it was just normal routine that developers would do that would just bring out these games early and then fix on them as they go along. And that's not right. And they and apparently they do this because the stockholders and the shareholders you know, kind of put pressure on them to get these games out when they were, when they said they, they want them out and they want them out quick. And I'm sorry, screw the shareholders. These games need to take time. I am, I, I, I hope, I don't think Square Enix is publicly traded. I don't know if they're publicly traded, but they don't rush for the most part when it comes to their initial games, like the Final Fantasy games, they do not rush at all. Kingdom Hearts, they took years for that game to come out, but when it came out, it was solid. There was no complaints of bugs or you know, stuff like that. Any of that. Um, but apparently Crystal Dynamics changed the game on that one. I don't know if they're publicly traded or not or whatever, but it it just that's usually the name of the game and why these games come out so rushed and unfinished a lot of times. And now people have, you know, forced out like, no, take your time with this. We'd rather have a great game experience than for you to come out with it. And then it did sneak like it's like you don't give somebody a car that's not all fixed you know you want to you want this new car to come out but it's not all there so you got to bring it back to fix it on a go before it could be fully capable of driving and doing all the things and having all the features that it was supposed to no you shouldn't do that for this either so but i digress it's been great since then it's been even better as it come along and it's how it's 
way better than it has before. You're able to play the story modes all over again, not only just for the main story, but now you can replay the stories again with the uh, expansions that you have as well. And the latest expansion, the Wakanda uh, expansion, which is War of Wakanda, I believe it is called. Yes. Um, which is coming in August. Uh, will be shorter than what it was uh, told. In a recent Entertainment Weekly article, it was mentioned that the upcoming campaign would be 25 hours long, which would have been awesome. And it would have also been much longer than the main than the main um, game, which I think is like 11 hours to play the main game. And then the other games were like way shorter than that. So it would be interesting that that would have been that long. That's that's a bigger game than the actual other game. And it would have been impossible. Fans were, um, who read the article was very excited for a full game experience, but turns out that's not the case. According to IGN, who received a statement from Square Enix, uh, a Square Enix spokesman, who said that there was a misinterpretation in the article. They haven't announced what uh, the length will actually be, but people are suspecting that it may be the longest gameplay of all of the expansions to date. There was also an announcement from Entertainment Weekly that the that God of War, uh, let me rephrase that, current God of War actor and the latest person to take on the role of Kratos, Christopher Judge, he's playing the much the older version. You guys remember TC Carson played the original Kyle Barker. <laughs> he played the original uh, Kratos in there. So uh, Christopher Judge will now be playing the role of T'Challa. Great choice. Uh, he did great as Kratos. And I will uh, suspect he will do just as awesome as T'Challa. Um, the War of Wakanda expansion is expected to arrive on in August and expect new market uh, content to come with it because they always got something new that they're going to give you. So I like I get I give credit where credit is due. Crystal Dynamics bust their ass to give us the experience that we have. I love I now love the game almost as much as I do the Spider-Man games. Um, I think just because of that experience, it kind of still put me back, but it's 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 as solid as it's ever been. And so much fun to play. I, there's, I went through the story mode twice now, and I actually am about to, I am going to replay it again, uh, the story mode again, just because I want my money's worth, damn it. I paid hundred bucks for that damn game. You damn right, I'm gonna get it, and it's a great game. It, if all else, the core story with come uh with Kamala Khan is the heart of this game. So, right, the hell with what they do is for, in terms of multiplayer and all this stuff. The Kamala Khan story is so awesome, and the character uh development and the portrayals and everything they they you know they, they got top notch actors to play these roles. So it was devastating when you wasn't able to play the story mode again after all that, and it was frustrating. and I don't care what they try to say now, but they were not planning to allow us to play that game again. If you guys realize, because Bandai Namco did the same thing with Jump Force and, and we still aren't able to play the story mode again <laughs> for some reason. They're not allowing us to play that story mode again. I don't understand why. It's the dumbest thing. You paid all that money and you can't. I don't care if it's crappy, if it's a crappy storyline or not. I want to play the story mode again. I paid to play the story mode again. I'm not just playing to play multiplayer games all the time. No, no. <laughs> okay. So I was highly frustrated with that aspect, with that reason. And 
to see Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix are going to do the same thing with this. I'm glad we all spoke our mind and our money on that one. So, um, some more interesting news here. Streets of Rage 4, Mr. Nightmare X DLC premieres. Uh, it actually premiered yesterday, but not flawlessly. There was some problems and there is still some problems uh, as we speak. Um, if you're a Nintendo Switch owner who downloaded the highly acclaimed award uh, nominated classic Streets of Rage 4 and was looking to play the much anticipated DLC expansion, you may be a bit disappointed as Dotemu is having some issues getting the game to be available for the switch um the game was expected to release yesterday at noon but it was unable to do so there was there is some issues not was there still is some issues um but it, for playstation 4 and 5 there was some issues there but they were able to resolve that dotemu released a tweet saying that uh they are on it and it it will hopefully ha uh, have resolved within uh which could be days beyond the initial launch um because it now has to go back to validation period uh and as we as i said as i woke up this morning and about two hours ago dotemu actually um sent out another tweet saying we're still working hard to fix the tech is uh issue affecting switch players for the streets of rage 4 dlc we believe that it should be fixed in the following days as it needs to be restarted in the validation process to get uh, the fix live now for those who don't know each game that gets distributed to a different um, company there's different rules for each company each company there's a like nintendo has their own protocols playstation has their own set of protocols xbox has their own set of protocols and steam eventually has their own set of protocols here's the thing you will always this is the reason why a lot of these developers go to steam first because steam's you know validation protocols are a little bit more loose and open because you a lot of companies use that for a testing type of deal and see if it flows with the hardcore and then once it does they then try to transition over to the nintendo switch the playstations the xboxes just to see if it goes there because the success that it has on the steam and if you guys remember um mike herman who's been on the show from retrosoft uh studios who worked on retromania wrestling had a lot of these situations it was a big um growing pain for him to be able to do that because he wanted it to he, he got it on steam and that was the first time i ever played it was on steam and it worked really well there but then trying to get it on a nintendo switch was a headache for him because there there were so many you know things that he had to validate in order in terms of the control scheme and schematics for the joy cons and the joy con controllers are different from that of the playstation's control scheme or the xbox control scheme so he had to make sure it was playable to be played as handheld mode as well as joy con mode for the tabletops and and the controllers you know and such so that was even harder they got to do the same thing so um I can only imagine what they're going through in that case. And it happens. And people need to understand this. It happens. Don't don't whine or cry about it. These things happen. I guarantee if you were in the same situation, you probably had to go through this as well. You're, you know, most of the people who, who complain about it are the ones usually looking for, you know, are usually the ones that wouldn't be able to do it themselves. 
You know, I, I actually had, there was somebody on, on Twitter that was complaining, talking about, I, I took the day off just to play this game with my wife. I'm like, wow. Um, I don't know which part of that is actually sadder, but <laughs> it's, you know, it happens. It's not that big of a deal. And just really questions how much time are y'all taking for each other? If you, that's like, are y'all that busy? <laughs> I'm just saying, but that's here nor there. The game will eventually come out. And when you do, you'll forget all this happened. we live in a short attention society. It will eventually come out. So just be as patient as possible. Let these guys do their thing because in, in the good news is you are still able to play the game and it's in its core. So right now there, I mean, they will be adding some new things. There's an added, uh, there are actually the free update patch did go through. It's just the DLC didn't go through. But if you go into, if you download, if you download the new, uh, the new update patch for the uh, Switch version, you do see the characters of Estelle, Max, and Shiva on there, but they're not, you won't, you aren't able to unlock them. So, um, but you will have some additional things that are awesome. Uh, added Mania Plus mode, difficulty mode is going to be on there. There's going to be an added training mode, the survival mode, which will have perks, new stages, um, new music and weapons that they will, with a new, and, and new, um, events coming every, on a weekly um there's added alternate move sets that'll be added on as well again you got three new characters coming uh into the game so it'll be it'll, it'll be interesting it'll be fun and you can still play your regular game you just won't be able to play it uh the new characters as of yet but i uh, give it a week or so it'll probably happen we'll see uh it's just it just comes down to what nintendo does and what they see it happens to the best of them and the rest of them as well so it's i mean it's a it's a it's a it's a sad problem but not a big it's not the end of the world so um i wanted to talk about aew's new elite general manager uh game that's on uh mobile systems and it's rare that i talk about mobile games but i i'm such a big fan of aew to the point that i say like all right i hate mobile games because they always try to coin you know nickel and dime you I'll try this out. I gotta admit, I really, really, uh, really liked what they did with this. Um, I, I mean, there's some things I wish they would have done better, but for the most part, I really enjoy the simulation of booking matches and, you know, trying to, you know, sign new talent and everything and try to create more matches and more segments and everything. They really kind of tighten it up. Aubrey um, Edwards, who is the, referee the um the referee of the uh of aew also has you know worked on this she's worked heavily on this game because before she was refereeing she actually worked for companies doing mobile games and mobile apps before so she has experience in doing this i love everything about what aew is about you know they they cater to the core young demographic you know and the gaming community and all that stuff i mean they're so on it and so, I mean, far be it for me for wanting, you know, to trust what they do for me every Wednesday night and entertain the hell out of me every Wednesday night. I had to check this out and I'm glad I did because I, you know, I, I, I got to admit, I was really digging it. I, the only thing I wish they were able to do was because they, 
uh, and they, and they mentioned that too on their um, gaming segment. Aubrey actually ex ex explained that like they're using the um, they're using the Unreal Engine engine to create this game. So all of the stages and everything are in 3D, but the actual characters themselves are like 2D illustrations, almost in a stick figure type of way. But how they use them is very interesting. They don't move. They don't animate. They just clash at each other and all the stuff. But they do it in such a fast paced, high impact type of way that and it, and it happens really quick because the only the main idea for it is to just, you know, create a booking simulation and see the results. So you're not really trying to pay attention to the wrestling aspect as much as you would sometimes would like to. But the core of the game is to be the booker, is to create great matches, is to create, you know, to make more money, higher ratings and to see if you're actually good at it. And so far, it's really easy to understand. It's really easy to go through. They give you a substantial amount of money and you have to spend it wisely, you know, using, you know, not only just hiring talent, but using that talent to make more money. So this is a for, for all of these people on social media who talk wrestling all the time and talk what they think they know about booking and everything. It's going to be interesting to see who who's the better booker in all of this, you know, it is fun. I like that they got Tony Schiavone in there. They got, you know, all of my favorite people in here in the game and everything. And I have yet to see. Of course, I haven't gone deep in it yet. So I will not say I've totally played this yet, but I haven't I have yet to see any in-app purchasing or anything. That doesn't mean it's not in there. I haven't gone deep on it. I just played a little bit into the part when I can finally start signing, you know, members and start booking my matches and everything. Um, they got really cool segments too, and especially when it comes to, um, you know, booking, you can book matches and you can also book promo segments and, and other type of segments as well. So, I mean, just try to create that whole entire, simulate that whole entire AEW dynamite experience in the palm of your hands. And it's really, I think this is a really fun game to take on the road. If you're driving in the car and stuff like that, I, it's awesome. It's pretty awesome so far. So. Um, maybe I'll report back next week if I do find some in-app purchasing or whatever that is involved, which I'm really, really, I swear to it's probably coming because I know the casino one possibly does too. So I don't, I, I'm, I, I don't need a crystal ball to predict the obvious, but I'm playing it. I'm playing it delicately because I'm waiting for to me to step on to something that says you need to, you, if you want this, pay this much to get this and all that stuff. Cause every character every wrestler in the game costs different amounts of money so rather you could probably slow burn your way to making that money or you could probably cheat your way to get more money and probably just spend real money to get more money to get these people in i just don't think it's worth the investment to do that personally but you know i'd rather spend that money getting an actual game that is not going to try to need to you know i could get a full game experience without having to you know keep paying for it and that i know i could keep I know I'm going to be playing for years on end. This is relying on a server. And once they once that server's down and once whatever, all your stuff is gone. So I mean, I'd rather not do that. <laughs> so um, but if you're a wrestling fan, go out of your way and check it out. It's pretty fun so far. So games. Last thing I want to mention is the games that will be coming out in the course of a couple weeks that I can't wait to play. And that is Samurai Warriors 5. Neo, the world ends with you. I already got them on lock. Master Blaster 3 from Intel Creates. I'm looking forward to that. And No More Heroes 3. 
in August. I am very much looking forward to that all coming in uh, very soon. So, folks, that will do it for what's going on in this segment. We're going to take a break, come back. And in our final stage, I'm going to review Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin, quite possibly the Monster Hunter I've been waiting for. We'll talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! We have reached the final stage of this program, and I'm here to review Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin for the Nintendo Switch. It is also available on the PlayStation. I'm not sure if it's available on the Xbox, um, but this game, you know, I've been wanting to get my hands on Monster Hunter and really enjoy it as much. If you guys remember, I played Monster Hunter Rise, and it was one of the first core Monster Hunter games that I actually enjoyed, mostly because the gameplay was a little bit easier to play through. They had a big ninja theme uh, with it, and this there was an actual story to this as well. While I enjoyed all of that, I still think that the story aspect of it wasn't as strong as I would have loved it to be. I wasn't totally immersed from it, but it was enough for me to be satisfied to say, okay, they do have a story for once. Let's play it, and it allowed me to enjoy the game because it wasn't just me going around, you know, going up against, you know, big monsters or whatever like that. There was a purpose for everything. But Monster Hunter Stories 2, on the other hand, Wings of Ruin. Boy, does it give you everything I wanted and more in terms of storytelling and narrative. This is a very story heavy game, you know, for those who love stories and hence why they call it stories. <laughs> but not only that, this may be the third best turn-based game I have ever had the chance to enjoy. The other ones being uh, Fairy Tale, which is based on the anime and manga that I reviewed a while back uh, last year, if I'm correct. One of my top all-time favorites. Then there's also the Pokemon series as well, which I've always enjoyed. There's two because both of those have something in common in terms of um, their combat system, which is a usually fast paced, user friendly to play and very much enjoyable. Now, granted, fairy tale and uh, combat system is way more fast paced and, you know, in uh, high impact. Monster Hunter Stories uh, 2, I feel like takes a little bit from both of those and actually, you know, assimilates both of those into what is the system here it has a, you know, very similar, you know, high fast paced system like fairy tale, but it also has that rock, paper, scissors type of combat system that we are used to in Pokemon and fairy tale. 
and it is made with one hell of a great story uh beautifully designed and you know game in terms of character design and in environmental design and, and such and just open world look um that is very familiar in some cases so capcom did a wonderful job here the story of this game has you uh has you playing as the grandson of a legendary warrior named red who was the writer of the guardian ratha who was considered and said to be the protector of the kakolo island you meet with a girl named edna who wants new red and she is trying to protect the egg that guardian ratha entrusted in her the two set out on an adventure to protect the egg and learn about the strange events that is happening everywhere that is making the monsties react ferociously there uh, are also hunters looking to take um the egg from you in fear of the raffalos um will become one of the most deadliest threats in the world so i'm gonna go through the pro and cons of this whole entire thing and you know determine my grade from there from that point but the story is very very in-depth it has a lot of great character development and a lot of great characters uh characters that you will also recognize from the anime that has come out before this entire story here um Favaru is probably the Pikachu of this whole entire uh, saga and series because he's also on um, the anime as well. And he, I believe he may be on the original game. He's one of the feline characters. One of the most, probably one of the ugliest feline characters in comparison to the normal feline characters that they have in the game, but he stands out. I wouldn't necessarily say he's an ugly, design, ugly drawn character, but he just looks odd in comparison to the other one, but it, 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 he's designed to stand out so but he's the also the only one who could talk as well he's kind of like meowth in, uh of the series but he's also technically the pikachu of the series as well so he follows you and guy and, and works with you throughout the whole entire time and his story develops as well and you also meet other characters that may be familiar to the series because I, I watched the anime but not i still have yet to reach episodes yet deep enough to know but i know favreau uh is in there is as well um I'm even saying that name right but switch um but the pros and cons of this game favoru i believe it is the pros and cons of this game people correct me if i'm wrong if you if you're hearing this and, and, and listen like that's not his name correct me but um the pros and cons of the game uh like i said heavy on the narrative this is perfect for players who want a strong story element to the monster hunter franchise hours of beautiful cutscenes and top-notch vo voice acting so i mean just all out great i i really 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 loved it um another pro is the very fun and fast-paced uh combat system that i spoke of it works with a rock paper scissors uh play style the three types that of attack styles that you play is power which counters technical speed which counters power technical um which counters speed so very easy to understand and the, the interesting part what i kind of like i kind of like the aspect of not knowing where i'm at with the like because the cool thing is they have each monster that you face or each enemy that you face has a gauge has a health gauge but you don't find it you don't know what the health gauge is first or you don't know how much hit points that they have at first or hp that they have at first because they keep a secret because if you if you encounter them for the first time then they keep it a secret but once you beat them 
and you encounter them again the second time and third time around every time after that you'll know how much you know inner you know how much hp that they have from there but they keep it a secret and tradition of what you go through in the core game which is still great because even in the core game you they don't tell you at all you just gotta you just gotta have instinct and, and, and keep notice of how the monster is looking whether they're starting to breathe heavy whether they run away from you whatever like that a lot of that still plays into the uh fundamentals of story of the story saga but just done in a different way and it's still it's you know for those who love the core game you will find a lot of fundamental things that are being implemented into this turn-based version of it so i like what they did here um you also have powerful skills called kinship skills which has you and your monster team up for a powerful attack that will take major amounts of hp from your opponents man i mean and some of them are just climatic and epic to see and the best part about it all is that if you go home to your house back at the village um you can re-watch all of those over again you know once you once you unlock it you can watch them all over again along with the cut scenes and everything that you unlock from there so it's just pretty awesome and i would also add in terms of that presentation which is a major plus is that like no matter what you wear in the game uh and you know once you're in the open world segment or whatever outfit you pick or armor you pick and weapons that you pick if you go back into the gallery mode and replay the cutscenes, you will be able to see them wear everything from there so it's kind of like a real time you know format to it which i always love because it really helps you to get immersed into the game experience from there beautiful breath of the wild art style no doubt about it the, the lighting the saturations the shadow you know it's just the bright you know uh the the, the vibe uh, the, the vibrant colors is what i'm trying to say on air it's just so great it's so beautiful you could tell that they took elements from capcom took elements from breath of the wild here as well as the armor that you wear because there are certain areas in they took they they uh they took elements of the climate system that breath of the wild has because if you're in a very cold arctic area you need armor that will keep you from getting frostbite and if you don't you will eventually deplete your energy so you need to make sure that you have that or you have some type of uh hot mist or cold mist that will allow you to sustain warm uh, warmth or coolness depending on what climate that you're at so i like that they added the breath of the wild elements to it um the creative suite i love a lot better than monster on the rise uh specifically now i would say monster on the rise is a little bit more in depth with their creative um suite but they have better hair choices on stories I, the one of my negatives and i've mentioned that on the review of monster on the rise was that there was not enough representational hairstyles in rise whereas here they have a little bit more not much but enough to get me going they got them wearing core rolls or like or lock or braided locks that which as a person who used to wear i used to wear locks you know for 20 years i dig that so i use that and he looks like like you, i mean i love the fact that they will let you add you know af, you know make an african-american or a person of color in there but having a hairstyle really makes it more in-depth and authentic and everything too and if you've seen the 
graphic that was created for this episode you'll see that the character on there is a character i actually created on there so um that's what that's what was used for the uh this week's graphic for select start as well um so that was awesome also the fantastic weapon and armor choices which all of them stem from the recent uh from previous uh monster hunter games or um the recent monster hunter rise or their armors from that some of them are just i've recognized a lot of them from the previous games the difference in why i love it here so much is that they're anime versions of it they're redesigned to to look like anime versions of those suits so whereas the suits and armor in the game are look are made to look a bit a little bit more realistic here it's like it, it i love the anime version of them they just look great um the weapons you know the, from the great swords the hammer selections the sword and shield hunting horn uh the bow and the gun lance all of them look so great so awesome in here and it is funny it's just like you're just looking at them new again even though some of them i do recognize um fun open world environments like each monster when you go through different fields again very similar to that of breath of the wild the only difference is is that i believe you you do have to load into certain areas whereas breath of the wild it's an all open world area you can travel from one place to another without loading here there's loading screens unless now granted breath of the wild you can skip the traveling from place to place um by just skipping but if you wanted to just keep walking or riding whatever you could keep going all over the land and all over the world to everywhere you want to go so um but each monster that you ride with has a special skill and ability to help you get through certain environments so certain people certain uh, monsters will be able to climb certain uh, areas that other monsters won't be able to some will be able to swim and areas that other monsters will be able to go to and others will be able to fly uh hence like your rathalos uh will be able to fly as well and the flying and gliding is so peaceful it's it's like the same it's the equivalent of when uh you're playing spider-man uh or spider-man ps4 or spider-man miles morales and you're just swinging in new york it kind of has that feel you just want to just fly everywhere you go um it takes a while to get used to but once you get into it it's really cool so i also like the fact that the um the world maps are easy to navigate the map allows you to quickly travel to different places with ease pending um that you find a nearby uh what they call a cataver uh, catavaner which basically helps you travel into certain areas and villages and everything and i love it because if you go to a village and you take the cat uh the catavaner um it does the traditional dump you onto the village type of thing that they do on the original core games as well so again there's a lot of great elements of the core game for people who like the core game but you know want to play a different experience and still have the same feeling essence of the monster hunter core series the online experience actually was a benefit here and i want to take note that right now if you if you're playing the game right now or if you're planning to buy this game uh, after this Right now, they just released an update that gives you that gives players a chance to acquire an egg that will hatch out a Palamut, uh, uh, which is a dog from which is the ninja dogs from the Monster on the Rise. Now, granted, I believe that in order for you to get this one, you have to had uh, purchased the Monster on the Rise and played Monster on the Rise because there are a lot of 
uh, incentives to playing Monster Hunter Rise, which unlocks a lot of certain things like the, um, the armor from the Monster Hunter Rise game is available for free. Uh, you also get a chance to get the Palamut for free, but you, there's a, some conditions that you got to go through before you get there. Uh, there are six eggs that you can collect from high rank quest. Each of them have our, each of the uh, Palamuts uh, have their own elemental abilities. You have to acquire them after having a uh, getting enough bottle caps to purchase them uh, from the cats. I forgot to, what they call them, Milix Inc. or something up to that nature. But you go to you go to that feline there. You purchase them from that feline, and uh, you get a Parliament uh, license, and it will grant you a chance to enter the quest, which is a co-op online co-op quest. And I'm usually wary about that because I'm not a big online guy. So, but I'm like that's the only way you'll be able to do it. So I have to trust. Hopefully, I can get in with somebody who wants to play <laughs> and collect these uh, eggs. So luckily, I was luckily unfortunately able to do so and i got in with this person who thank goodness had some high power and high level you know uh Mosties himself um and if you have a person if you're powerful and you have some uh, somebody else is just as powerful you the, the chances of you getting these eggs are better and it, it actually almost put me through a little bit of stress because there were times where i felt like we could when you're going online there's a positive and a negative to the online part, but I'll talk about that. I believe in the cons. Um, the positives is that you go, you're in with like two to four players. I believe you could go in and, but if you fall in and get in with a monster, you may be on your own and that's a problem. There's also a possibility that your, your co-op uh, partner can meet, can enter the battle with you. Hopefully, I don't know how that they know, but I, the guy that I was um, that I was teaming up with happened to find me every single time I ended up with a powerful monster, and we were able to get through. And when I finally got to the to the last uh, monster to face him, I was on my own, and this this monster had enough power to take me out on one swoop. Thank goodness this dude came in just in time and was able. We were able to work together, and we actually did a dual kinship uh skill together which even makes it even more powerful um damage and that helped and somehow some way i managed to get the last hit to beat that monster out and uh we got the egg we got the um palama egg and i wish i knew who the person was but who to whoever that was and hopefully he's listening <laughs> thank you for helping me out because i'm normally not a big fan of uh, online games like this so online multiplayer uh co-ops like this but he looked out man i was appreciated i got another license i could go back in and try to get another one but um i i actually decided hey, you know even if i don't i still have one um another thing too i forgot to mention another pro is that you can for every monsty that you get you can also take their genes it's called a right of uh i forgot what it's called um but it's a you know it's a little skill technique that you get to allow other your main monsties to acquire the uh the genes of other monsters that you don't want so if you know they're monsters that you don't want you can use their powers and abilities to for monsters that you are trying to make level up with so I'll, that's another aspect as well um so that's all the pros that i have for that the cons aren't many but they are significant 
Um, I'm going to start with the multiplayer aspect. The one thing I don't like about online gaming and playing is that you got to wait till the other character has to move. So when I talk about the fast pace, high speed turn based battling, it's only it's only that when you're playing by yourself in single player mode, once you play online, it's not as fast paced because you got to rely and wait on the person that you're facing, whereas you're facing against a computer character or an NPC that will, um, you know, that will automatically know what they're going to do, the next moves that they're going to make in, in very fast. So the fast pace isn't as fast paced and you're just like now you're 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 just waiting for the next attack to happen and it just takes too long. So I that was a negative for me. Um, the quest missions can be a bit challenging and confusing to figure out sometimes um there are some things that you know like have you looking hours for don't know what to do it I, I would like for them to provide a more intuitive navigation when it comes to certain mission modes um they got markers in the world maps so where you can find them but once you're at the area it's hard to really figure out where these or track down where these you know these elements are so that's the one thing i would like for them to do unless I can use the tracking device that they claim that they have, but I wasn't able to use it at the time. So um, one minor thing, you can't change your name once it is set. And I made this mistake when I brought, when I played the demo, um, I, I didn't realize this, that I didn't put in the name that I originally wanted. And I left out a few, like it, it had Leo on there, but it also had my name, Dax Xavier on there. So it was Leo Dax Xavier. And I didn't want that on there. So I, couldn't change it there go ergo i had to start a whole new game up and luckily i wasn't too deep into the game where i would have had to just grind all over again i was at a certain spot i was like let me stop now restart the game over again and get everything else i still the good thing is the good news is i still have my data from you know the demo that i played but i just had to start over again with the name that i want and it wasn't that bad i still made it within a day's uh you know worth and caught up really quickly to what i was going to do leveling leveling happens very fairly quickly in this game so especially depending on what monsters that you face um and then the last con is like the ability the inability i should say to mix and match armor they won't allow you to do that but then again at the end of the day it's not that big of a deal it's just something that they you were used to doing in the monster Hunter game but for some reason they won't do that for this version i don't know why but whatever it were it, it, it works for what it's worth i still like the armor the armor is absolutely awesome the weapons are absolutely awesome so it doesn't take away from my enjoyment completely but overall if i gotta say the better uh monster hunter game that i absolutely play and enjoy out of all the games i've ever played monster hunter stories is absolutely my top favorite of all of them it, it gives me it's it's specifically for people like me even though it is a turn-based game it managed to make turn-based very fun it managed to make the story engaging the acting is stellar as you would expect um even though your character doesn't speak he he goes he total link on this whole thing just total you know quiet here and you know i i think capcom did a great job emulating the nintendo experience with this game you know giving it that that really nintendo feel 
uh, this is their Breath of the Wild, pretty much, in a sense. And I like what they did. I like that they took elements from a whole bunch of different really fun uh, games that you're used to playing, most of them Nintendo-based, and made their own version of it. So, you know, this is a Capcom that I enjoyed for years. This is a Capcom that I would like to see more of here. And I, I really, good job on them, great job on them, in fact. They made me love a Monster Hunter game. Like, not just like, love. I liked Monster Hunter Rise. I absolutely love this game. I am enjoying this game so much. I'm enjoying everything about it. So if you want to play Monster Hunter, but don't exactly like the fact that they don't have a narrative or want something a little bit different from it, Monster Hunter Stories uh, 2 uh, Wings of Ruin is great. It's absolutely great. I enjoyed it very much. Some people gave it a eight or an, uh, a eight or uh, higher. I'm going with it, you know, in terms of, you know, my grading system, I'm going with an A. This gets a, a complete solid A for me. Uh, one of the best Monster Hunter experiences I've ever had, bar none. And I so much so I would play this again, um, you know, and replay it. The replay value for me here is very high here. So go anyway and check it out if you haven't already. So folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I hope you enjoyed this. Again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being a part of the show and, you know, supporting this show for years, as well as those who have supported Viewfinders Identity Search and Design for years. Thank you so very much. 10 years of this, 10 years of this and six years of ACMG within it. So Talk Time Live podcast is all a part of the experience of um, Viewfinders here. So thank you guys. I can't thank you enough this has been a great journey and i'm looking forward for as long as i am breathing i will keep this going and growing at all times so this sunday we got space jam 2 which is out today this friday this is the 16th is out today on hbo max is out in theaters right now so i'm gonna check it out i refuse to watch, uh, listen to reviews or anything or read reviews because i want to get my own intake on this and see what i think of it so i will talk about my thoughts on this on sunday as well as the season finale of Loki. Ooh, my goodness. Boy, do we got a lot to talk about here. Talk, ah, oh, talk about leaving us hanging. We got that to talk about and much, much more. So stay tuned for that. Of course, every episode that you enjoy can be seen and heard on talktimelive.com. You can check out all of our podcast episodes, including this one, as well as our exclusive interviews, especially an interview that is in the works right now. I don't want to say anything until it's locked, but we're very close to locking a date, which could be sometime next week. So we will see how that goes and I will announce it or you will find out soon enough. I just don't want to say anything until we lock it. And this person has been on the show multiple times, so but I don't like to, you know, jump the gun here. So, but things are in the works right now. We're looking to get him on here. I definitely want to talk to him. It is a he. So I definitely want to talk to him uh, right now. And, um, you know, he's got a lot going on in his world. So uh, we will talk about, maybe Sunday I will announce it. If we could get, we're very close to it. Hopefully I get an answer from him on Sunday as to when it'll happen. So uh, stay tuned for that. But all of our video interviews you can check out on there as well as well as some new blogs added on there um the media page which has the repop metaverse panels on there as well so you could check it out by the way on my link my link tree page which i should possibly put on my website 
The Linktree page has the link to the Anime Week, which for those who want to see my panels with My Hero Academia and the original cast of uh, Pokemon, you can still go in there. Apparently it's still up. So you can still watch it on um, Repop Metaverse page over there and uh, check it out. It's still there. So, but you can go on my link tree. If you go into my, um, you can find my link tree on, go to my Instagram page, which is at Daxavier underscore Josiah. You can find it there and go check it out. And you can also follow me as well and keep up with all the things that are going on in um, Talk Time Lives world. Cause that's all I ever post on air as well. I don't, I normally, unless I'm doing an event or something like that, I don't normally post everything. I'm usually on the ACMG Facebook page, which you can also go to as well. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG one, but you got to have a legit profile page. I don't, I'm not taking in burner accounts. I'm not taking in any fake accounts or anything like it's got to be you. You got to not be afraid to be social on social media people. So, you know, the world doesn't bite unless you bite back. Just be social and be friendly. Everybody will be friendly with you. Don't have to be Mr. Know-it-all. Just, just do it. <laughs> so, but you got to have a, an account of over five years or more. And you got to be a true fan. So answer all the questions you can get on there. And enjoy a good community over there as well. So you can also subscribe and download our show on all your favorite platforms, popular platforms such as uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Popping, TuneIn, Audible, uh, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and my favorite, the Tumblr community out there. Shout out to all of you guys out there as well. So thank you all. Again, the Sunday Space Jam 2. And next week, I think I'm going to do Ease, um, the um, Monstrous Knox. I'm going to review that fully. So stay tuned for that as well. So folks thank you again that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG presents talk time live I am out of here take care and talk to you guys Sunday Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.